guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talk of Fame Podcast. I'm Kylie Martini as your host, so you may wonder who today's guest is. I'm super excited to introduce you to Maria K. Savarese, is that how you say it? Savarese, you did great, yes. Perfect. And Nick, who's the author of Tigers Love Boba Baths and Obsession Perfume, is a contemporary spiritual mystery that transcends three genres such as mystery, spirituality, and romance, and just came out with a new book called The Girl in a Toil Wallpaper, which is a fantasy adventure trilogy intertwined with romance will leave you wanting more into the book. And welcome to the podcast, Mary. It's so nice to meet you. So nice to meet you and your audience, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. Um, I am an award-winning, um, best-selling author, and I am known for my quirky titles, just as you introduced, Tigers Love Bubble Bath and mm-hmm. Obsession Perfume, who knew, which was my first traditionally published novel, which I also like to um, let the audience know. I am not self-published. I have a publisher, um, and I am traditionally published. But these quirky titles come from events in my life, and that's mm-hmm. where I start with that quirky title. And my second book, um, part of the trilogy, is um, The Girl in the Toile Wallpaper. And, um, you know, if you would like, I would love to tell your audience how these titles came about. Of course. Go ahead. Say anything you want about it. I love uh, it. Tigers love bubble baths and obsession perfume. Who knew? It is so true. Many years ago, I visited a wildlife reserve in St. Augustine, Florida, and um, at the end of the tour, uh, well, I should just tell you, this wildlife reserve is an old folks' home for big cats, Um, tigers, lions, panthers, cougars, and they go there. They're possibly tossed aside um, from a TV show or cable show or movie, or actually at that point in time, people were still able to have them as pets. And at the end of the tour, I go to this um, very delicate cage and I see this vat overflowing with bubbles and it's like 12 feet wide, five feet high. And I'm wondering, what is this? And out walks out this incredible 600 pound Siberian tiger walks across the plank, looks as though he's taking off a rope and slips into this vat of bubbles. Oh. And um, the the handler is standing on a ladder, also behind a very thin cage, and sprays obsession perfume on this tiger's tongue. And Kylie, I was in awe. I was like, oh my gosh. I said, that is the title for my next next manuscript. And I am an overnight success, a 10-year overnight success. My goal was to be traditionally published. And that's how long it took me to have my first novel published. And the Tiger's book was the first one that was published. That is seriously terrific. Like, to have, like, I never heard of a thing of tigers taking bubble baths, so it's actually insane. Like, I never heard of such thing until you mentioned it. Like, that's incredible. And it's so amazing to look at. Tigers are the only big cats that can sit in those bubbles. They're really the only ones that do like the water. 
So they, you can go on the internet and you will see them. They love it. And the reason they love the obsession perfume, that's another thing. You're like, what? Obsession perfume. They love it because it calms them down. It's, um, it's used by wildlife handlers in the wild. They'll spray rocks and the, the tigers will come and nuzzle against these rocks and it just calms them. It's the pheromones in it. Something in that, in the pheromones that attracts them and they absolutely love it. It's hysterical to watch. Yeah, definitely. Like, I definitely need to see like a tiger and a bubble bath though sometime next to a year. I definitely you need to. And my publisher said to me, Mary, please tell me you have a tiger and a bubble bath. What does this have to do with your story? Well, the title is very much um, a metaphor because as I said, these big cats are tossed aside like an old shoe. So I took that theme and my protagonist is a middle-aged woman and after 25 years of marriage she's tossed aside like an old shoe and she begins anew just like these big cats and this tiger did and I was so fascinated with that but unfortunately my protagonist goes uh, there's one murder after another did she do it or will she be next so um, that's, I always begin with something that gives me the idea for a title. Then I usually have an ending to it. I don't have the middle. That comes as I start writing. And But the second thing I do after the title is I create the characters. That is very, very important. For sure. And like, before you became a writer, like you were a minister, right? Yes. A ministry of love, a Eucharistic minister in the Catholic faith. And what I do, I am commissioned. So basically what that means is you can assist the priest during a mass in handing out the host. And you are also um, honored to be able to carry the host within a pouch. And I would bring this to people that were shut-ins or to nursing homes. And I, you can go, once you are commissioned within the Catholic faith, you can take this with you anywhere. Oh, wow. Like, I know, like, with, like, you move in, like, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, like, I know with being an author, like, do you still do it today? Um, not in Florida yet. I joined a new um, Catholic church here, but I have not approached them yet. Um, to be able to do that. And it was in Connecticut that I began that ministry of love, being a Eucharistic minister. And Kylie, it was such a wonderful experience, especially meeting people and serving them um, within the Catholic faith and giving them the host because they're not able to come to the church or if they're shut in. So as you know, just to meet people, like I'm meeting you, it's just mm. absolutely wonderful. It is. It, it, like, it, I, like any opportunity I have to meet people is honestly like the best like happiness, ex well, yeah. experience ever. And like with you doing um, ministry in states as New York and again Massachusetts, in which you're about to do it in Florida, like how did you kind of manage to make transitions to work in like different states? Well, it's like I said, I was I wasn't doing it in um, 
I grew up in Brooklyn and within the faith, I did other things. Um, I had other jobs. I was a CCD teacher and it really wasn't until about 15 years ago that I was approached to become a Eucharistic minister in Connecticut. So that's where I was commissioned. And I can now take that commission and go to my local church that I just joined and, um, you know, and see if they're interested. They may have a lot of Eucharistic ministers. And believe it or not, at some point, your commission, you are commissioned only for a certain number of years. So it allows other people to be able to take that journey as well. But mm. because in Connecticut, I did it for the 15 years. And the reason was the shut-ins and the people in the nursing homes. Um, they then allow you to continue. So I can still take that ministry and um, and I plan on doing it at some point, but I haven't had the opportunity yet. I'm a little busy with new books coming out in the trilogy and trying to get the editing done with my with my publishing house. So it's been a little busy here mm-hmm. for me. Of course, editing a new book or making new books is always busy. Like with mm-hmm. me, like I was like, and I started writing something. I'm like, it's like forever. I'm like, why is this taking forever? But like, what makes ministry different when they like, doing it in like different states? Like, is in every state different ministry? No. Um, within the Catholic faith, it's the same thing. You will either be serving the parishioners, the priests, the communion, or you can go, as I said, to um nursing homes or to shut-ins. So it will not make it any different within the Catholic faith. I don't know what it's like within different religious faiths, but it's the same throughout any state. Ooh, with, I didn't know that. That's yeah. definitely something I learned today. Like, oh, good. I, I thought it was probably like a little different in different states. No. Ooh, now I, I need to like, keep that in mind now. <laughs> but like, were you a fan of books before writing? Like writing some books? Um, you mean like reading and um, I've always, yeah, I've loved to read, but it's not that I spent my whole time. I mean, when you're working and then I got married, I raised the family and it really wasn't until the um, oldest uh, th- out of three kids, the oldest went off to college and as they went off, it gave me more time and I always put those ideas of being a writer on the back burner but I always I love to write in fantasy because reality is too real for me so um I and it was finally when I did have some time um that I began and I had to prove to myself (laughs) I can actually write a novel yeah, you know, like anyone could write a novel. Like, like especially with me, I didn't start reading books. Well, I read books my childhood, yeah. but like I didn't start actually loving reading books until about last year. Because yeah. I, now, since last year, I've been loving books. I literally just started my probably my third or second book of the summer because I'm like I just love reading. And yeah. so, like, do, like with other than like reading, like, do you think you should take a chance when you're looking for a new beginning? I know, like, you are very passionate about like a new beginning and stuff like that. So, do you think like you should take a chance when you're looking for a, a different beginning? Because obviously, like, ministry and being an author are two different things. Totally two different things. One really doesn't have anything to do. Absolutely, um, this is my. Um, so I, you could say second chapter. I mean, you know, 
my life and raising the family. So even third chapter. And because I had this passion and ideas I wanted to get down, it was really, it was just wonderful for me to wake up every day and to be able to create and to be a creative and to write. And it gave me such pleasure. As I said, it took me 10 years. Um, I would be submitting, submitting, and you have to build a thick skin because yeah, yeah, you can write not what we're looking for. That's the way it always came mm. back. So I would just say rejection after rejection, but because I loved it so much. And absolutely, if there's something, it doesn't have to be writing. People have hobbies that they can turn into a passion. For me, this is my new career now. I was able to take that passion and turn it into a career, but it can be anything. It gives you joy in life. Go for it. Wonder percent. Like it's especially with writing, like with um agencies and stuff like that, it goes a lot, a lot of rejection. That's like, yeah. What's the point of like, even writing a book if like if it's gonna be rejected? But then there's always self publishing now. Is is that a good thing too? Yes. One of the things I've learned, um, the world has opened up for authors because. Um, when I was writing and I was submitting, self-publishing was taboo. But nowadays, the world has completely changed for authors. You have self-publishing. You have co-publishing. There is still traditional publishing. I'm with the small publishing house. A lot of new publishing houses have opened up smaller ones, medium-sized ones. The larger ones, unless you're going in with a literary agent, have closed to um, a you know traditional thinking author. And um, my second book, The Girl in the Toile Wallpaper, which is so much a part of our everyday lives, that when I approached my first publisher, um, they were not interested in a trilogy. So then I pursued a different publishing house and they very much were. And Toile, is as I said, it's wallpaper. It's in our everyday lives. And I would walk by in my house in Connecticut and I had all these twelve wallpapers that I loved and I would look at them. And twelve tells a story. It's not a mural. It's um it's different scenes of life. And it could be contemporary. It could be absolutely anything. You can have people in it, no people in it, but it's repeats. And I saw betrayal, and I saw love, and I saw a story there. So I then wrote that. And that, that's really become my favorite, is The Girl in the Twelve Paper. And the second book in the trilogy will be out this summer. Ooh, I'm super excited. And like the girl in the toilet wallpaper is a fantasy adventure trilogy about with romance and like what are the yeah. characters they relate to the most and why? I'm sorry, what did you say, Kylie? Why did the like like which of the characters like do you relate to the most and why? You know what? I have to say each character because what happens is after I have the title which I'm inspired by something. I, ha I have a general idea of where I want it to end. Characters are so important. So I literally start thinking, okay, of a basic story and what characters would fit most. So I become the characters. Not that I'm walking around and I'm talking like them, but in my head, I truly become the characters where I'm like falling in love with each of the characters. 
And you have to think what inspires them, what motivates them. And the only way to do that is to become them. So sometimes I do have a favorite, like in my, in some of my other manuscripts, because I, I was writing for years. I was just rejected for years. You like some characters just are just so like big to you. Mm -hmm. And, but, but I love all of them. And, Sometimes there's a little piece of me that can go into a character, but for the most part, it's, you know, I'm inspired by names. Like I will go around with the little green book and I'll hear something interesting, the title of something. I write it, a name. And um, sometimes these interesting names you hear and I go, oh, I've got to use that as a character. Yeah, it's like, that's so like, that's why I love about the world's face. Like anything like you say or hear will become something very important for your next book or something you use in the future. Yes. Absolutely. Every little bit out there. And um, uh, like I'm an author, but I tend to be, I think authors tend to be more introverts. What we do is we're, we're observing and we're taking it all in and we're getting ideas for stories. So, um, my like my all my extrovert stuff will come out in my stories mm-hmm. it's like all extrovert that you never had before it's literally just coming out like you never did before yes but like how do you like you find like their creative mindset to write um it gives me joy um that whole creative process as an author and i'm with a small publishing house you write the book, you work with an editor, and you have to market. For me, you know, the social media stuff, the marketing, I love the creative part. Mm-hmm. And um, as I am creating and, you, you know, you're writing the book, it becomes very sad at the end when I'm finished. But mm-hmm. then there's new joy. I'm thinking, oh, the next book. So now I'm working on the trilogy. And the second book in the Star Writers trilogy is going to be a little different. In, in The Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper, the first book, I take a theme. It's called um, Star Writers. It's written in the stars. And you get that theme throughout The Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper. And then I bring you back to the third book, which will be Return the Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper. But I did something very different in between. I made it between the two earthly bookends. I wrote an ethereal story. And what that means is I created worlds around heaven and hell. The hardest thing I've ever done is to create these worlds because um, I didn't experience it. And um, I wanted to make it so interesting to bring you into a whole new place that does not exist. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Is that like when you read something that does not exist, it makes you want to be part of that world. And that's the best part about being an author is that like you can imagine so many things that yes. are not real. And so if you have your own imagination as an author that you're like, okay, I'm going to use this, whatever it's like a difference between heaven and hell, like is using it as a kind of imaginary to write this book. Yes. Yeah, it's fun. And I love it. The creative part of it, it just, 
you know, when you have that passion for something, you can't wait to get to it. And at the same time, it could be hell as you're trying to write it because you'll go back a million times editing something or you just, it's just not right or it's not connecting. But I, I enjoy that very, very much. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. And like, as an author, like, what do you want your audience to kind of feel or react when they're reading your books? As I said, for me, reality is too real. So the genre that I love is the fantasy. So what I want them to feel is grab a glass of wine or a beer, relax. My writings are all easy, you know, like you're relaxing, you're on the beach or you're on vacation or you have time to read. Um, I take you on an adventure. Um, I, I want you to experience just the joy of the characters and because even as a reader you become very much these characters and you fall in love with them and you want to see things certain things happen to them so I want to take you on a journey where you're never never bored twists and turns that's always very important to me in all my writings I don't want you to ever expect what will happen I really want to surprise you Mm-hmm. like that's what every audience that is reading a book wants is that like they never want to put a book down and that's what uh, the author's mission is that like they want to write the twists and turns and the interesting parts so no one can like put the book down and also buy the book as well because of course you want some readers but like when you put the, when people read those books like they're like okay I think I read this book in a in like 200 page book in about an hour. Like I couldn't put it down. Yes. And that's like what authors, every author's mission is uh, like they want someone to ha- never put their book down after all the hard work. Yeah, exactly. And to, and when you're finished reading, to walk away with an experience, you know, hey, that was great. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to re- read another book written by this author. But it's wonderful. It depends what genres you love. You know, and I just, I love fantasy adventure movies and I love to just create something that everything's already out there, but you, you, you take, you turn it into your own mousetrap and you make something new out of it. And that's what I, inspires me to keep mm, writing. Same to me as well. And like, I know with every author, everyone has a different author's guide, but like, what is kind of like your own inspiring author's guide for putting pen to paper? Like with every, with being an author, it can be very difficult to write and come up with ideas. Even it can take years to write. Like for me, like I, it's like, it was very difficult to actually figure out like what might interest people and what I write. So like, how do you kind of do that? I can give I can give your audience the secret to writing a novel right now. If you can see it in your head as a movie, you can sit down and you can write a novel. Now you're going to say, "Oh my God, I'm going to write three, four hundred pages." Well, if you just write one page a day, and the way you write one page a day is um, right, you start with the sentence sentence becomes a paragraph a paragraph becomes many paragraphs and you have one page before you know it you go up to work you do something else so you figure if you could do that almost every day you can have like 325 pages you can have a book and for me um there are some authors that they have to do um 
block by block. And it's like they have the chapters. For me, one of the most exciting things is I have a general idea. I have my characters. I know I'm starting here. I kind of want to get to there. But something unbelievable happens. All of a sudden, I'm doing something with this and an idea pops in. I'm like, oh, my God, that's wonderful. I wouldn't have had that idea before if I didn't get to that point. But truly, that's what I was told. If you can see it as a movie in your head, you too can be an author. Oh, yeah. Because, like, even <laughs> if you see a movie, like, this picture is the, the book on TV. Like, yes. if you want it to be a hit television or movie, make it a hit television yeah. or movie. Like, you, no one can stop you in writing a book. The only person that can stop you is yourself in your mindset. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, other, you know, as we all know in life, I mean, uh, so everybody's always going to say, oh, are you kidding me? You can't do that. You can't do mm. that. And um, that, if there's any advice I can give anybody, it's never give up on yourself. If you have that passion that's in your soul and your heart and you want to do something, go for it. Do it. Never give up on yourself and just go la, 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 la. Don't listen to anybody. Because if I took every one of those rejections and I went, oh, forget it, it'll never happen. And it maybe it could have never happened for me. It wasn't overnight. But those are one of the things I can promise you. You know, it's not necessarily that it happens overnight. But if you stick with it and you have that joy it gives you, it'll happen for you too. Mm, that is so well said. There's literally nothing I can add to that. Because you said it well, like you said, like so well. And like, how do you think God has to do with our writing? Like, do you think he plays kind of the role in kind of how we write? I, I always think of this when somebody asks me that. Like, I look at my three kids. Each one is so different. But each one has such an incredible gift of something that they are so, um, that they can do or gifts. So everybody has these incredible gifts they're given. Do you take advantage of it? I truly believe we each have a purpose in life and not just one purpose. I believe many purposes. Like I could just all the things you've done, all the things I've done a lot more than you. Like there's so many purposes in life. And it's like if you can find some joy in something new that it'll give you, then, um, you know, you will always find happiness. Because writing gives me happiness, the creativity part that gives me the happiness. Mm -hmm. Because like all, there's always a sort of like of happiness when you do what you love, whether it's like talking to people or writing or going to work every single day and seeing people, communicating. There's always a sort of love that you have or joy. I forgot to mention joy, but there's always that mention of joy or happiness that you're proud of in your work of course because if you write something that you're not proud of or you don't like or you're not like fascinated by it that you wish like you do not want to like close it close the book then what's the point of releasing it even if yeah. you're not satisfied with that yeah and the star writers trilogy um the girl in the 12 wallpaper the second book is titled the Star Writers Club, and the third book will be Return the Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper. And that's all written, like, they'll ask authors, 
who's who's like who's your audience and you you can't just say oh it's everybody well my audience are young adults and older if you love fantasy if you love adventure if you love um romance then you'll love um my novels and my novels are everywhere i'm on amazon barnes and nobles um independent bookstores which i i tell people please go support them if the books are not on the shelf they'll get it for you the next day and ebooks and i mean um i'm also in the process of um the girl in the twelve wallpaper becoming an audiobook so i'm very mm. excited about that because i have this wonderful gal and she is an actor and um we've been in touch so I'm really excited about the grown with 12 wallpaper becoming an audiobook. Ooh, that's so exciting. Like I like the audiobook would change. I feel like it would change everything. Like with everything like whether it's buying it online or even going in person whether it's like yeah. Barnes and Noble or Amazon or whatever it is. It was like whether it's we'll say on your phone or reading it like it's like whatever you're reading is always something amazing because you're seeing something through the lens of the author's eyes right every author wants to take you on a journey something you'll enjoy okay and my my writings are easy reads so no need to worry no yeah need to worry. <laughs> but like how much research did you need to do for your books like did you have to do like a lot of research or did you kind of like have to lay a love for it i do do research depends what my um you know it depends what you're writing um uh, so depending on like if i put them in a certain place in italy which i do with the girl on the twelve wallpaper well i visited these parts so they went into my book well this is incredible but if you're writing about certain parts of the world um yeah you have to research it and try to bring the reader into it so you have to be authentic um um a career maybe an you know one of your characters has a certain career it depends what you need to do and you want it to be authentic so you have to research it mm-hmm. like, like you would it, be honestly so bad if you didn't though it wouldn't like turn out well for like probably the author because like even if you write something even in your research you're like this place is not what this person talked yeah. about like what and, and the other thing, and I'm very humbled. The other thing, is, as an author, it's very important. Um, you want your books to get awards. So, um, Tigers Love Bubble Bats and Obsession Perfume, who knew, has won, has garnered eight awards. The Girl in the Twelve Wallpaper, five awards. So, what's very humbling is you are up against other authors' work, and by the time it gets to that point where the book is um, traditionally published or published, um, you know, you're um, it's a fight to get the reviewer to you know, or the people that give out the awards because everything is a point system. So it's not that they oh they see who you are. Nope, everything has to do with the structure and where it, the story takes you and your genre. So that's very exciting too, mm-hmm, for sure. And I want to thank you so so much for coming on and taking the time. It was such a blast, and I can't wait to read these books and what everything you have in store. It's seriously. So awesome, and I can't wait to see what we have in the future. And everyone, please go check out our books. It's seriously terrific. And thank you so much, Mary, for coming on and taking the time. I really appreciate it. 
Oh, thank you so much. And, you know, your um, audience can follow me. I have an author website, Mary K. Savries, M-A-R-Y-K-S-A-V-A-R-E-S-C.com. And it's www. And you can find like a trial world there and you find all the information on me there. And it'll lead you to the books as well. Perfect. Everyone go check it out. And I hope everyone's having a great rest of your day whenever you're listening. And yeah, have a great rest of your day, guys. And thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day, Mary. Thank you. Bye. Bye.